0: Folks, and welcome to the Doc Bryant Show. This is episode two of—I'm sorry, episode twenty-two of season two—and we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, apparently, last night they decided that they were going to go ahead and indict Trump, and uh, it's kind of interesting how a grand jury can go from recessed until April 24th to handing down an indictment. And it kind of tells me the timing for this indictment was not at all coincidental. Um, it seems to me that uh, the left found themselves rocked on their heels politically by the murder of six Christians in Nashville, Tennessee, by a trans-terrorist. And despite their best efforts on Twitter and in the media, they were losing badly the call for, uh, for the uh, confiscation of, of guns from law-abiding citizens, which is what gun control is. Make no mistake. What they say is common sense gun laws equates to, we are going to take all your guns and we will end up with all the guns. At any rate, they were losing that uh, terribly because Every time they came out and said, it's the guns, we came out and said, no, it was actually a trans-terrorist Democrat who did it. The gun didn't do it. And they realized they were losing. They realized they needed something big to sweep the trans-terrorist murders off the table. And so they called up uh, Alvin Bragg in New York City, and said, we need you to go ahead and indict Trump. Alvin Bragg had already realized that he didn't have anything. He had absolutely nothing. What he was trying to do uh, with his indictment was he was taking a, a misdemeanor charge for which the statute of limitations had run out five years ago, okay? The the statute that he is indicting Trump on, the statute of limitations, ran out five years ago. But what he was saying was since it happened in 2016, since it allegedly happened in 2016, uh, it was being done to uh, influence an election. It was the the payout was not a business expense. It was a political expense, and as a political expense, it was not reported to the FEC, as it is supposed to be by the law. Now, not reporting a political ex- uh, expense to the FEC is a federal crime. Local. District attorneys cannot prosecute federal crimes. That's what federal prosecutors are for. And when federal prosecutors looked at this, they declined to prosecute it. So Alvin Bragg created a crime by taking a statute or by yeah by taking a an alleged crime whose statute of limitations had run out by 5 years and tried to piggyback it on a federal crime that he has no jurisdiction over and that federal prosecutors neglected to or refused to prosecute and tried to elevate that misdemeanor to a felony, or he did elevate it to a felony, which is something he does not have the authority to do because there was no uh, concurrent New York crime committed. So what he's doing is is completely specious. It, it, there is no legal precedent for it. Now, I'm sure that a crooked Democrat New York judge would be happy to allow this to go through, maybe. I am absolutely positive that if this goes before a jury, that Trump will not be able to get a, uh, a fair trial, positive of that, uh, because you won't be able to find anybody in New York that doesn't have a political axe to grind against Trump, because it is a an extremely blue city and getting bluer by the day because so many people who are not blue are leaving it for free states like Florida and Texas. And make no mistake, New York is not a free state. New York is a police state. The very fact that they can do something like this to Trump, by the way, means that they can do it to you. So I am going to echo Dan Bongino's call to those people who are living in blue states. Get out while you can. If you're living in California, Illinois, um, any blue state, New York, it's time to leave. Leave while you can, because those are now police states. They have indicated now, and the Democratic Party in general has indicated, that they are going to use whatever powers they feel are necessary to oppress their political opponents. And if they feel you are enough of a problem, then they will indict you, they will put you in jail. But but, Doc, that, that doesn't really happen. Look at the January 6th Prisoners who have been denied basic rights since they were elected. There's one guy there, there is one guy, a Vietnam veteran, who was not even in Washington, D.C. during the January 6th uh, situation. And he's in jail. And he has been denied habeas corpus rights. And this is even still, now that the video has come out, proving that there was no insurrection. That the people were allowed into the building and escorted through the building by Capitol Police. There's now proof of this. Now, because there is proof of this, I would imagine that these people are going to be let out as quietly as humanly possible. They're going to be probably approached by prosecutors and, and say, look, we'll let you out if you keep your mouth shut. If you don't keep your mouth shut, then we're going to come right back after you, as if they have any kind of c- case whatsoever. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. These people are Stalinists. This is the stuff of North Korea. This is the stuff of the Soviet Union. This is the stuff of Cuba. This is the stuff of Mao. All right? These people are willing to indict you. These people are willing to murder you if you are enough of a problem. A la Jeffrey Epstein. And trust me when I tell you that if they had the opportunity to get Trump alone in a cell, he would be Epsteined as well. They are scared. They're terrified. They're absolutely terrified of Trump right now with this indictment. What they are hoping for is press, pictures, video of him in handcuffs, which they may or may not get. They want a mugshot that they can plaster all over the place so that they can use it, and they want to try to put forward The uh, lie that because he has been indicted, he is ineligible to run for president of the United States, that, by the way, is completely false. It is a total lie. The Constitution, and the Constitution alone, gives the requirements, and there are only three, for running for president of the United States. And There is no mention whatsoever of criminal history. As a matter of fact, legally speaking, he could be tried, he could be convicted, and he could still not only run, but serve as President of the United States. The Constitution says absolutely nothing about uh, criminal history. Nothing at all. Anyway, so here we go. With this situation. I think. What we are seeing. Is a complete act of desperation. Political desperation on the Democrats part. Again. One thing that they needed. They're kind of in their minds killing two birds with one stone. They are. Removing. The. Uh, trans murders from the headlines. And they're already trying to dumb that down, by the way. The trans day of vengeance that the uh, trans activists were calling for, trans day of vengeance, that is exactly how it was termed. And uh, not only... do I have a link to the uh, original website calling for the Trans Day of Vengeance, and it is a full-on Marxist-Socialist website. But just in case they took it down, I went ahead and archived it. And just in case they managed to somehow remove it from the Internet archive, uh, I made a PDF of it. So, uh, it's there. But, the left needed this to disappear, and and so they've re, uh, they've rebranded it. They've rebranded it, and I saw this in a tweet from Justin Trudeau, um, and he rebranded it the Trans Day of Visibility. That way, you don't have to change the acronym. If anybody's using the acronym, they don't have to change it. So it went from Trans Day of Vengeance to Trans Day of Visibility in one day. After, you know, after one of their terrorists murdered a bunch of Christians. So they needed that to go away. And the only way that that could go away was if they got this indictment on Trump. And so that is one reason why they brought the indictment against Trump is just so that they could make this tran- these trans murders go away. Because that's the way of the left. When they're taking away your liberties, when they're taking away your rights, they don't do it all at once. They push and push and push and push until they get enough pushback, until they get a whole bunch of pushback that tells them that they went too far, and then they back off. And then they claim victimhood themselves. Oh, don't hurt us. Don't hurt us. We're victims. We're oppressed people. And then once things die down, they push and push and push and push and push push again until they push too far and they get pushed back, and then they fall back and claim victim status again. But each time they gain a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. In this indictment, however, they've gone too far, and they've gone too far, too far, this is something that they're not going to be able to walk back and maybe they're going to try. I don't know. Maybe, maybe once they get their 15 minutes of Trump being photographed that, uh, and you know, enough that they can run it over and over again throughout the election cycle, maybe they'll back off. It's, it's a very good possibility that when a judge sees this, he's going to dismiss it on the grounds that the statute of limitations for the initial alleged crime lapsed five years ago. That's a distinct possibility. But that might not occur. <clears throat> it's also a distinct possibility that the DA will, for Reasons of, uh, well, any number of reasons that they can come up with, any number of BS reasons. I mean, they made up this crime so they can make up reasons to drop it. And he might just drop it and just say, we've decided not to pursue, you know, at this point in time. So they might just, once this has served its purpose, they might do that. But what they have done here, and this actually started with the raid on Mar-a-Lago. By weaponizing the justice system against their political opponents, they have opened the door for the justice system to be weaponized against them. Now, of course, if that starts, they're going to say, oh, well, you're just doing this because we did it to Trump. Yeah. Okay. Now you try and beat the charges that we bring against you. What needs to happen? A couple of things need to happen. One thing that needs to happen is that Republican attorneys general need to start looking at high-level Democrats who have committed crimes in their jurisdictions that have heretofore been ignored out of professional courtesy. And that does happen, has been happening for a long time. Both sides have given each other leeway to commit various crimes and they just don't do anything out of professional courtesy. We're all part of the same club. We are all part of the ruling class. And so we pretty much leave each other alone, except for in the press. But we all know that that doesn't mean anything. That's just to mollify the masses. But now, now, now the gloves are off. So, any Republicans, any rhinos out there who are refusing to sack up And go to political war with the Democrats. Go toe-to-toe with the Democrats. Blow for blow. Are going to be removed. And they're going to be removed fast. I mean, we've known who they are for a while. And we've tolerated their existence. Because they, they fill a box. They're checkers on the board. We need chess pieces now. So all of these Republican attorneys general need to start looking at the prominent Democrats that have been accused of crimes and start investigating them and start indicting them. If there are any major Democrats, even minor Democrats, just go after them all. Just start going after them. Money laundering, um... Election, fraud, all that kind of stuff. It's time to start investigating them. Time to start indicting them. Time to start locking them up. The next thing that needs to happen on the federal level, because, of course, the federal level is completely dominated by the Democrat Party. What we need to do on the federal level since we currently have the House of Representatives, is we immediately, the Republicans, immediately need to impeach Joe Biden. And what they do is they need to bring one or two articles of impeachment against Joe Biden, impeach him in the House, send those articles over to the Senate. Now, we know that they won't go anywhere in the Senate. We know that they're not gonna go anywhere in the Senate. So what we do is, after we've sent those articles, bring out two or three more articles that we're gonna impeach them on and run another impeachment hearing, and just do this for the next two years. Just trickle them out, one right after the other, And that will accomplish a couple of things. First of all, it will absolutely hamstring the Biden administration. It'll hamstring the Democrats in the House. No legislation will go through the House. All we'll be doing is running through articles of impeachment, one right after the other, for Biden. And sending them to the Senate. And then the Senate is going to have to respond. And so the Senate is going to be busy doing their hearings. The House is going to be busy impeaching Biden again. Once the Senate gets through with one set of hearings, send more, impeach him again, send more articles, so that nothing will get done. Biden will not be able to sneeze he will not be able to move. The Democrats will, be not, will not be able to move. Are they going to make a lot of noise? Are they going to scream their heads off? Are they going to go crazy in the press? Yeah, but who watches CNBC anyway? Who watches MSNBC? I don't even know if CNBC is still around. Who watches CNN? Nobody. Like I said, the Republicans are going to have to sack up. It's time to go to war. No more Marcus of Queensbury rules. We have now, there is now precedent to use whatever means are necessary to advance our political agenda. And this is what is necessary to advance our political agenda. And anybody who is not on board with that will be identified. Any Republican who is not on board with this will be identified and will be removed We do not have room for a bunch of weaklings. There is no more peace in our time. This is war. This is political warfare, and anybody who is not playing to win needs to be... And something that I need to point out, not only to my listeners, but you listeners need to point out to your elected officials... And you need to be in contact with them from now on every week. Every week you need to be contacting them, writing them a letter, calling them up, telling them how you feel, telling them what you think. You need to be all over these people like white on rice on a paper plate in a snowstorm. Do not let up the pressure. And let them know that there is a reason that President Trump won more uh, popular votes than any other Republican president in the history of this country. And those votes can either be for you or they can be against you. You need to be contacting your people and you need to be letting them know this. And if they are not on board, you need to get rid of them. You need to find people who are willing to to get rid of them. And again, we need to go along with Steve Bannon's strategy as well. Steve Bannon's strategy, you need to start volunteering in your voting precincts. You need to volunteer to be a voting precinct chairman. You need to get yourself in the system. And if there is some representative some state representative, some state senator, some federal representative, some federal senator who is not doing the will of the people, run against them. Trump set the precedent for this. We can do this now. Carrie Lake is out there doing this. She was a reporter. Other people are coming in and running for these offices of rhinos that are not doing their jobs. We need to clean these monster truckers out. Get rid of them. They are useless if they are not fighting for us. If they are not actively fighting for us, we need to get rid of them. We've got the numbers. We are up against an opponent who has proven that they are willing to break federal law to install a president of the United States. They have proven that they are willing to violate federal law to steal an election. They have proven that they are willing to murder people, Jeffrey Epstein and others, in order to advance their political agenda or more to protect themselves make no mistake if they can get if they can get away with it they will do it they do not believe in god ladies and gentlemen and that is why they are frightening people who do not believe in god do not believe in objective right and wrong what they believe in is might makes right If I can get away with it, if I have the power to do it, then it is right. And that is what the Democrat Party has become. Not a single Christian in that bunch, I can guarantee it. Perhaps some of their grassroots voters are, because they are simply uninformed. But you're not going to find a believer in God in the Democrat Party in Washington, D.C., in the halls of power. They don't exist. Hell, I'd imagine you'd be kind of hard-pressed to find a Republican. We can win this, though. We just have to put pressure on the people who are supposed to be fighting for us. And if they aren't, get rid of them. And if there is nobody to primary them, run yourself. Hell, look at what happened in New Jersey. It was a guy who spent like a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars to run against a an established machine politician, and he beat him. And part of that, most of the fifteen hundred dollars, was for food for his uh, uh for the people who helped him, and he won. And if that can happen in New Jersey, it can happen anywhere. It can certainly happen where you are. Unless, of course, you're in a blue state, in which case, as I said before, get out. Leave the blue states. You are not safe in the blue states if you are a conservative. You are not safe in blue states if you are a Christian. Hell, you're barely safe in red states if you're a Christian. States like Tennessee, Tennessee. Now, granted, Nashville Police Department did an outstanding job taking that chick out, but still, why wasn't there a cop in the school? It's a private school. I get that. That's enough. That's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. All I'm saying is that we need county sheriffs. That's another group of people who need to step up. Republican county sheriffs you start investigating Democrats in your counties. You got more power than anybody in the United States. Not a whole lot of people understand how powerful county sheriffs are. County sheriffs are extraordinarily powerful. If you are a Republican county sheriff, you need to start investigating Democrats. Because I promise you, they're doing something dirty. I promise you they are. So start investigating them. Start handing them over for indictment. Arrest them. Hand them over for indictment. And while I'm talking to county sheriffs, start making posses of veterans and putting them in schools in your county, public schools and private schools. In the public schools, they don't get a say whether or not they have a deputy in there. The private schools, if they don't want a deputy, they don't get a deputy. But you can work that out as sheriff. Now, for everybody else, how do I see this panning out? Well, worst case scenario, obviously, is this has taken us another step closer to a national divorce. As I have said previously, yes, yes. If you live in a blue state and you are a conservative, you're a libertarian, you need to get out. Get out of the blue state, go to Texas, come to Texas, go to Florida. We welcome you if you are a conservative or a libertarian. We want to be even redder than we are right now. The more red we get, the better. But what that is going to do is that is going to create a deeper divide between free states and slave states. And again, I think it's very ironic that the free states are run by Republicans and the slave states are run by Democrats, yet again. It's just the way it is. Democrats are who Democrats are. You can't blame a snake for being a snake. And the Democrats have always been snakes party of slavery, party of the Trail of Tears, party of Jim Crow, segregation, Uh, party of Japanese internment, they are the party of illegal immigration, they are the party of the sex slave trade, they are the party of the drug trade, they are a criminal syndicate, not a political party. That's just the way it is. But they run these states, and the reason they run these states is because they run these major metropolitan areas. There's actually no such thing as a completely blue state, and so, as I have said before, if we do see a national divorce, it will go state by state, but eventually it's going to go county by county, just like what we're seeing in Oregon. The red counties are not going to stick around to support the blue cities and pretty soon all of those blue areas are going to isolate themselves with their radicalism and the red states and red counties refusing to be victimized and refusing to contribute to all of these blue cities it's going to starve out the blue cities That's worst-case scenario. Really worst-case scenario is somebody does something stupid. Somebody goes out and pops off around at a, uh, anywhere really, but say a Trump rally or something like that. Or when they're marching in the streets in support of Trump, all it's going to take is one person to pop off around. And, I mean, we're on a knife's edge right now, folks, so I'm not, not going to lie. The only thing that is going to save us, really, the only thing that is going to save this country, because the left is dedicated to Satan, absolutely dedicated to Satan, the only real thing that is going to save this country and keep it whole is God. They don't believe in God. We do. Or at least a large number of us do. And if you are a Christian and you are not praying for this country, you're wrong. You are 100% wrong. I'm calling you out right now. Oh, but, 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 Doc, it says in the Bible that, you know, that uh, that these things must happen. These things must happen. And the only reason they're happening is because you aren't doing your job. You're not doing your job. If you are a Christian and you are not praying for this nation, you're not doing your job. Shame on you. Get to it. Get to praying. That, I love it when the left mocks us. Oh, take your prayers and just stick them. All right. Whatever, bro. Whatever. You do your thing. I'll do mine. Let it be what it is. The God I work for is a hell of a lot bigger than yours, and he's a hell of a lot bigger than you. There is power in prayer, ladies and gentlemen. There is power in prayer. The reason that this is even going down in the first place is because the left is panicking. They're scared to death, and the reason they're scared to death is because they're losing, and the reason they're losing is because we do have a lot of Christians out there who are praying. Now we need more. If you haven't been praying, get on your knees and start fighting like a man. If you're a Bible-believing Christian and you aren't praying, you are wrong. You need to fix yourself. You need to get on your knees and start praying. Pray for this nation. The Bible calls upon us to pray for our government. Pray that God would give us good government so that we might worship Him in peace. God doesn't want anybody to suffer. It is within his will that we pray for people not to suffer. God is not a, a sadist. And as Christians, it I hate I hate masochistic Christians. Oh, I'm a sufferer. I'm a sufferer to be a Christian. I'm a sufferer to be a Christian. No, you don't. You moron. That's just another version of legalism. That's just another way of you trying to earn your way into heaven by stuff. I have theffering, you self flagellatory, useless jerk. Get over yourself. That is the mindset of a victim. We as Christians are victors. When Christ rose again from the dead, he won the war, it was over. Now what we're doing is we are mopping up and we are trying to rescue as many people as we can and we can't do that if you're going around there go oh please suffer please make me suffer oh please make me suffer quit being a victim start being a victor drives me nuts start praying folks yes go out there if you can if you can protest get out there and protest absolutely do it right No violence. We don't need violence. We're already, hell, we already won. It's over. Besides, who knows, if you're one of these masochistic Christians, you go out there and protest, somebody might beat you up. And then you can say, oh, see, I'm suffering. You might get your chance. Another thing that I am not calling for, is I am not calling for you to be a victim. You still need to be able to defend yourself, folks. You still need to defend yourself. Nobody's asking you to be a victim. Nobody is asking you to be a victim. We need to win this. One of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite generals... George S. Patton sorry my Marines out there Chesty is one of my favorite generals too so is Mad Dog but George George S. is probably my favorite and I loved his quote where he said our job is not to die for our country our job is to make sure that the other sorry son of a bitch dies for his or is it dumb bastard Might be dumb bastard. Either way. It is not our job to be victims. It is our job to win. And we can win. If we can do it right. Another thing that we need to do to keep pressure on our elected officials, especially your state, this is where we can go after your state representatives and senators. Call for an Article 5 Convention of the States call for an article 5 convention of the states after this i can pretty much guarantee you we will have enough support for a convention of the states start calling for it cuz we need it we basically need to completely reform the federal government from top to bottom Yes, we, we can still have, you know, executive, legislative, bicameral legislative. We need to make sure that they are more like they were set forward in the original Constitution. Where the most powerful part of the federal government is the House of Representatives. That needs to happen. All of the power that Congress delegated to the executive because they didn't want to do their damn jobs needs to go away. And we need to make sure that that never happens again. That is the reason that the federal bureaucracy came into existence. is because the legislature didn't want to do their job. Oh, we'll just delegate that to the executive. The more power they delegated to the executive, the more the executive became like an emperor until we got the mess that we've got now. The federal bureaucracy needs to go away. It needs to be done away with entirely. We need a, an Article 5 Convention of States. If we cannot get the Article 5 Convention of States, well, I guess we'll blow that bridge up when we get to it, but that's something that we need to do. So keep pressure on your federal representatives by telling them that they are going to impeach Joe Biden right now, very slowly. Very slowly they're going to do this. Bring out two or three articles, impeach him, send them to the Senate. After the Senate gets done with their trial, or if the Senate even refuses to see it, trot out two or three more, impeach him again, send it to the Senate. Just keep doing it over and over again. Keep our enemies busy with paperwork. And uh, state attorneys general, Republican attorneys general, start indicting Democrats. You're going to find something. They're doing something dirty. Guaranteed, they're doing something dirty somewhere. County sheriffs Start investigating Democrats. Start arresting them and lock, locking them up. Like I said, you're going to catch them doing something dirty. The Democrat Party is a criminal syndicate. You're going to find something. No more of this Marcus at Queensbury BS. And folks, put pressure on your state senators and state representatives to start calling for an Article 5 Convention of the States. This is how we fight back. We do not fight back by sitting back in our chairs and clutching our pearls and twiddling our thumbs and going, Oh no, what are we going to do? We have the power. We have the numbers. There is no freaking way that they have more numbers than we do. There is no freaking way that that moron in the White House got 81 million votes. No way. Absolutely no way that happened. None. We got the numbers. And we need to remind our representatives that we've got the numbers. And we need to let them know that if they're not on board, they can get off the train. If you like what you heard, ladies and gentlemen, and you are watching this on video, hit the like and subscribe button and share this out there to everybody who you think ought to hear this. I also have a podcast. It is The Doc Bryant Show. You can get that anywhere. You can get podcasts except for Apple. I like Stitcher. I like Stitcher. Spotify is pretty good too, but I like Stitcher. Um, uh, my videos, if you are listening to this on the podcast, my videos can be found on rumble.com, bitshoot.com. That's B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E. Dot com and odyssey.com odysee.com dot and if you want to hit me up uh in an email it is doc bryant show at zoho mail z-o-h-o mail.com and bryant is b-r-y-a-n-t once again thank you very much for listening i appreciate it folks and i will talk to you all later